Hey everyone! So this week I just released my latest book. Uh, it's called The Book of Why and How. It's the result of the thousands of hours of interviews that I've done with many of the world's highest of achievers. As you know, uh, we're over now 4,000 interviews. So I tried to take what I learned during those interviews and put them together in this brand new book. It also includes insight by close to 400 of those same thought leaders. You know, their quotes, photos, the whole works in this book as well. And really what... I guess motivated me to put this book together is, and I don't share this story often, but I started with a Fortune 500 company back in the, I guess it was the mid to late 90s, and it was the 58th largest company in North America at the time, and I was really shocked to find out in the first week I started, I had almost zero training. I felt helpless and hopeless, and I really said to myself then I wanted to make sure that I helped other people not have to go through what I went through. You know, because helplessness or hopelessness doesn't have to be at the start of a new job. It can be various aspects of your life. And I really wanted to learn what these uh, high achievers, these thought leaders were doing differently so that I could share it with other people in easily digestible ways and in the case of a book, a low-cost way so that you could learn from what these people have done and I could learn from what they had done during my interviews as well and so that we could uh, maybe avoid that hopelessness or helplessness we feel when we don't have access to that type of experience exclusive insight that other people may have access to. So again, put this book together uh, to hopefully address that. I launched it with a Kickstarter campaign, and that's mainly because I wanted to be able to offer some really exclusive bonuses for the people that support the project. At the same time, it's a way for people to be a part of it and, and help support the project and make sure it comes to life. Uh, so really excited to bring this all together. Uh, the bonuses themselves you can actually find right on the website. If you go down the right-hand side, it lists the different levels different numbers of books you can buy and you'll find exclusive bonuses which each different level worth checking out I think uh, again the idea with the book is to hopefully give you access to insight you wouldn't normally be able to get unless you spent the same thousands of hours that I spent researching this and interviewing these high achievers and again as well the book you know was something that was spurred on because of something that happened earlier in my life and my hope is that it serves as a game changer or a transformational moment for you you know the moment you start reading the book and hopefully Hopefully the moment that you finish it. So if you want to learn more about it, if you want to grab your copies today, if you want to get access to these great bonuses, or if you just want to support this project uh, because you want to make sure it jumps off the ground in a big way, feel free to go to thebookofwhy.com. Again, thebookofwhy.com, and you'll get all of the information there. And of course, as always, love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. You can reach us at conversationswithleaders at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Hi everyone, this is Shelly, aka The Phoenix. Are you ready to be motivated, educated, entertained, and inspired? Well, you have come to the right place. Now get your pen and paper ready because you're listening to the newest episode of the Conversations with Passion radio show with your host, Corey Poirier. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier. Really excited to be back with the latest edition of the Conversations with Passion radio show. And also really excited to have a brand new guest, uh, first time guest actually to the show. Our listeners will know I love it when we get to bring on brand new guests for the first time. Uh, so Sean Naff, really excited to have you here today. And I think probably the best starting point, if it works for you, is to get you to tell us a little bit about your backstory and or your journey for our listeners who may be discovering you for the very first time. Hi, Corey. I am so excited to be here. Um, my back 
background actually began, I was the youngest female paramedic um, in my county at 18. And so from a very young age, I was making life and death decisions um, on a daily basis and running large teams of people. And really then moved into a lot of management and teaching and education in the emergency medical field. Um, while doing actually search and rescue. I was a search and rescue specialist um, and trained out two search and rescue dogs and ran on a team that serviced um, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, and Wisconsin. Um, our team did go to 9-11 and New Orleans. And so um, I have a very diverse background in leadership um, that began in a very exciting sort of way. And then actually moved into because i was a paramedic for 10 years i obviously had some injuries and so um had a back injury and i needed to rehab my back and so i um started private pilates and the woman who was teaching me she says i think you'd make a great instructor and i said well i don't i don't really have a pilates body but um Anyways, I really became an instructor in, and taught and owned my own studio for many years and then had my babies and then took some time off and in between there have owned other businesses from brick and mortar and then um, moved into holistic health coaching. Um, and then now I'm a business leadership expert and I help entrepreneurs, executives, and CEOs go from managing chaos to really being the leader and the visionary of their business. So, wow, so many directions I'd love to go <laughs> from there, Shauna. And, and I guess, you know, first and foremost, you know, when we talk about leadership, so maybe I'd like to start there. You know, can you tell us, you know, you just mentioned the idea of going from chaos and, and of course, in the world we're in today, it seems like there's a lot more challenges than there ever has been as a leader. Uh, there's more things to tackle. There's more distractions. Uh, there's, you know, obviously the, the world and the market is changing so fast that it's almost, I'll say it's difficult, not impossible, but very difficult to keep up. Um, so can you maybe start, first of all, by telling us, uh, Sean, where you see the biggest challenges for leaders today? Sure. Um, um, I think there's um, about three or four challenges. Um, one is that things are moving so quickly, as you said, that people have a hard time um, course correcting on a moment's notice. So I think that's one challenge as a leader. Um, that we have to get in, incredibly good at being able to course correct when things are not going well, when there's an opportunity that, an open door, um, or that you really um, are thinking about out-of-the-box solutions that have not ever been thought about. And as a, as a leader in this day, of, in, in this um, day and age, it's critical to be able to be an innovator. And um, I think that's the other challenge is that we've done things the same way for so long and, and things are so rapidly changing all the time that if we don't have these two components um, as a leader, we struggle. So, you know, and, and I guess when you talk about adaptability and changing, would you say that uh, that would be... I guess, some lessons and, and some leadership skills you learned during your career as a paramedic? 
Yes, actually, that was my absolute very most favorite thing about being a paramedic. Um, you have to walk into a situation where it's always usually the worst day of someone's life. And oftentimes it's very dangerous for both you and your patient and the people around you. Um, and come up with innovative solutions to seemingly impos impossible problems. And it was my most, uh, that is the thing I love the most about being a paramedic and really thrive in my leadership abilities to be able to communicate and say, okay, this is what needs to happen. And these are the three things that needs to happen to get this person out of this situation and, um, and be confident and know that the idea that you have will work. And if it doesn't work exactly, you can tweak it along the way. And, you know, I guess in terms of being a leader, and I mentioned, you know, all the, the, the changes that are happening on a regular basis now, one of the things that I've noticed, Sean, is that the top leaders seem to be lifelong learners, i.e. They, they seem to invest in their the learning, they keep feeding their mind. But the new challenge seems to be there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, there's also an abundance of information. You know, I've, I've said uh, jokingly, but there's a lot of truth to it, that we're in an information-heavy, wisdom-like society where we're bombarded with information, but we have to struggle to find some real wisdom. And so as a leader, when you're working with leaders and you're trying to help them figure out how to, let's say, feed their mind the right things and take their skills to the next level, what are some recommendations that you mentioned to them so that they could sort of keep on the right course rather than getting bogged down in all of the possible uh, information and or, or decisions or choices that could be available? That's a really interesting question because we, we are inundated with a lot of information that really isn't supportive to us being incredible leaders. Um, my perspective on leadership is that being an incredible leader is first begins as an internal process um, and an internal process to um, listen to our intuition. Our intuition is our number one gift as a leader. Um, the number two ability to be able to communicate um, and constantly then execute and create a strategic plan are the other attributes of a leader. So what I might suggest to our listeners is to really find one or two people in your life that are incredible mentors that can teach you to access that wisdom within and then also surround yourself with people smarter than yourself that have been there and done that and have skill sets that you don't have so that you can best implement your skill set as a leader. I love that. And, and you know, I will say that uh, one of the things that I always recommend is people find their sources, you know, so find a few sources yeah. that you trust, that you know are always going to deliver the goods, whether that's somebody from afar as a mentor or a mentor that you can reach out and, and connect with and touch um, and, and basically go to those sources because you know they're not going to steer you wrong. So I love that. And then at the same time, we had a guest one time and I still, I mean, I know it's probably, and he's even, he even said he wasn't sure where the quote came from, if he came up with it or, or it was probably from somebody else. But uh, the quote he used to always say and tell himself was that if I'm the smartest person in the room, I need to get out of this room as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> um, and I, I know that quote and I actually, um, 
can't remember who said that, but it is, it is so true. And um, as the most incredible leaders surround themselves by incredible people, more incredible people. And the role of a leader is to, to get people to move in a direction towards a common goal. And so in order to do that, you have to have a team. And I'm all about um, helping people build teams that are completely in alignment with them and completely supportive of the vision. And that's how we can create massive forward movement in our life and our business. So now whenever you work with people and, and I'm just trying to think for, you know, a leader that's, that's listening in and, and saying, you know what, I need to figure out how to get through this chaos. Um, what does it look like working with you? Like, do, do you, I guess, where's the starting point? Because obviously you have to, I guess, figure out where the chaos is right now, uh, where their strengths are, maybe where their weaknesses are. So when they're working with you, is it, is it like a, a coaching type situation? And I guess the other side is where does it sort of begin? And I'm just thinking for that leader who's saying, maybe this is something I should be looking into. And then they're curious as to how the whole thing sort of plays out. Sure. So essentially what I do is that there is something that um, is called, that I like to call a visionary runway is that every leader starts in this like managing chaos. We're putting out fires. We're running around. We feel like we're in the midst of a three ring circus. Um, I'm sure some of you can relate to that who are listening that there's this visionary runway that has to be created from this three ring circus chaos fire putting out to being the visionary leader of your corporation or your business. Um, and where we start is liberating your life and your time and your mind and the mental chatter and really first cleaning up in one-on-one -on -one coaching um, some of those things so that you have the mental energy and focus and develop um, a discipline, a self-discipline to really begin to embody yourself as a leader. And uh, that's, those are my favorite clients. And I work primarily one-on-one -on -one in an upper level with people because it's such a, it's a relationship and it's so life-changing for as a leader that's really stepping into our power, we need someone who's in our corner and that we can have access to and we can have conversations with when we need them. And so that's the type of coaching that I do is very one-on-one. -on -one. I only work with six clients at a time um, and help you go from that chaos to the profit to being um, and creating a business legacy. And so, you know, and I'm just thinking from, you know, from a perspective of obviously you have to dig deep depending on the situation with the client. So is it something where, you know, when we think coaching, obviously it can be, you know, coaching doesn't have to be a certain, certain approach or format, but is it something where you uh, work with clients, let's say weekly, or is it something where it, it could be multiple hours back to back, or is it, um, you know, is it, let's say, once a month, like I'm just curious what the what the norm is from your perspective because you're working with a very unique set of clients. Yeah, so um, the clients that I work with require a little more connection. Um, they are seeking at least once or twice a week of connection and check-in and coaching. So usually what I do is we coach on Monday through and uh, setting up the strategy and the solutions for the week and the goals and then 
Friday, we have a check-in and say, okay, do you need support? Um, is there something that's happening, going on that needs an innovative solution and how could we brainstorm through that? Um, one of my most incredible abilities is to be able to come up with um, and energetically tune into a situation and say, okay, what about this idea? And they're most life-changing for my clients because I have a different perspective. So oftentimes, and then during the week, occasionally, you know, we might have a crisis that comes up and we just hop on the phone. So working one-on-one -on -one and more intimately with my clients at an upper, higher level um, is very life-changing and it's very priceless, actually. So I, I was also, I was taking a peek beforehand at your website as well. And I noticed things that you mentioned, like, uh, for example, delegation. And I noticed also when you mentioned that, um, you know, the type of client that you like to work with must be willing to delegate. Do you run into situations where those, uh, you know, the leaders that you're working with struggle with that and, and you help them get through that? Or do you want to work with somebody who's already at the stage where they're willing to delegate? Because I feel like for a lot of leaders, that's the game changer, but it's also the most challenging, you know, situation that they face is the struggle to not do it themselves or not just say, oh, it'd be just easier if I did it myself. Right. And that's, I, I feel it's about 90% of the problem for leadership. Um, as a leader, we should only be doing about 10%. Um, the rest of it, I feel, should be really holding the vision for the company, um, communicating and um, making sure that the energy is moving forward in, in, in the company vision. And so most of the time it's inverted that you're doing 90% of the work and doing 10% in leadership. And so a lot of my work with my clients is actually figuring out what you're fantastic at, what is that 10% of your genius, and then who else can you delegate to, and then how do you actually effectively delegate? And how do you handle things when your delegation, um, I, I'll never forget when I was teaching a Pilates class, actually, I was in, in my Pilates career, and I told my group class to do something, and then I look up, and all their bottoms were in the air. And that was not what I had intended at all. And we all looked at each other and laughed and said, okay, you know, my language needed to be adjusted because what I said, what I thought I said and what they heard was completely different. And so with leaders, I really work with you on your communication and your ability to handle conflict when it arises because there will be times where things are not going the way you need them to go and that people have resistance. So how do we navigate that? Um, and then how do you surround yourself with the smartest people you can find? And so, you know, one of the things I want to ask you about, because we, while well, we ask, I will say most of the guests we bring on the show this question and I find the answer is changing somewhat. So I'll give it some, some backstory or preface as to why I say it's changing, but our show is called Conversations with Passion. One of the things we've noticed in, I'm gonna say the last year in asking this question is that, uh, and, and so my question is gonna be, do you think it's important for a person to find their passion and if so, why? But what I will tell you is I'm seeing a lot of pushback simply against the word passion, not against what it means. 
So I'm finding people now are sort of finding the words overused and they prefer to use the word purpose or, uh, or your why, discovering your why or what have you. Um, so I say all that because I found that whenever I don't sort of give that backstory, a lot of people, like I said, have a sort of a negative feeling towards the word passion. So I guess what I'm asking is more related to your why or your purpose or your calling or passion, depending on how you word it. So I guess my question out of that, Sean, is do you think it's important for a person to find their passion? And I guess the second part is, if so, why do you think it's important? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Um, I love passion, and I am passionate about so many things. Um, I actually own um, a world-class equestrian facility. Um, I am starting a new leatherworks line. Um, I'm passionate about fitness. I am passionate about life. For my perspective on passion, um, I, I think it could be best reframed is that I feel that life should be filled with passion and joy and, and a love for life. And applying that to our business world, I feel like we need to be in our genius. And that's not always the easiest road because it's about 3% of our brain. So you need to access that. So I feel like, and that's just kind of my intuition on that, that there's a road to finding that genius. And when we unlock that, then our life is filled with passion. Love that. And so as we start to wind our way down, and, and with your permission, I'll call it a to be continue because I know we've barely, barely scratched the surface. But um, just uh, some, I guess, remaining questions that we like to ask each guest we bring on the show. Uh, the first one is maybe, uh, I'll say, a continuation of the whole idea of passion or purpose. But, and this, I'm curious your thoughts when you're working with leaders on maybe what you see that they do or what your thoughts are on it. But in terms of the word legacy, so what I hear when I bring people on the show is a variation of people who know what their legacy is or they know what they want it to be. And so they direct their life accordingly. And then other people who don't, uh, they just figure, you know what, it'll work itself out after I'm gone. And so I guess I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Do you think it's more beneficial to say, okay, here's what I want my, in my internally, here's what I want my legacy to be and here's the steps I have to take to at least guide it in that direction, knowing that obviously you can't control fully what people are going to say when you're around or behind your back or when you're gone. Uh, or do you think it's just something that you can't control anyway and it'll just kind of work itself out after you're gone? I'd just love to see what side of the fence you're on on that, John. Um, legacy is a big part of my language, actually. Um, my, uh, I think for me, um, I, I don't think for any of us we know what, our life is going to end up looking like. And I have committed myself to living this one wild and precious life is, is most epic as I possibly can. And by doing that, I feel it will leave a legacy. Um, and I feel like by serving people and my community and serving my clients and building legacy children for my husband and I, um, raising our children, I believe is the greatest legacy that you can have. Uh, we actually homeschool our children. Um, and it's, it leaves an imprint for this world to be a better place. And that for me is the root of legacy. 
Wow, I love that. So how do you define success then? Success. Um, defining success. You know, that's a struggle because I feel like um, success is living your life to its greatest possible expansion and joy and alignment. And for me, success is an ever evolving um, doorway because new opportunities come and you kind of expand into that. And so I feel like the language around success is changing now because there's so many, we can be successful at so many things, but what is your genius? And what is what brings your life alive? and your relationships alive and your wealth alive in a way that lights your bones on fire, that is my definition of success. So whatever you're doing to do that, you're being successful. So my last official question, and then of course, I'm just gonna ask you how we can learn more, but the last official question is, if you could sit across from a younger version of yourself, uh, you can pick the age, because you know what you're probably going through with those timelines, but maybe a 16-year-old version of yourself or an 18-year-old version of yourself, if you could sit across uh, from that person and give them some life advice, what do you think you might tell them? Mm. Um, I would say that would be like the 14-year-old version of myself. Um, and I would say dream is big, bigger than you could possibly imagine. Know that the universe has your back. Um, know that when you step into the unknown, that magical things will happen in your life and that your life, when you commit yourself to living the biggest and most beautiful life possible that 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 is the right choice and that your emotions are your internal guidance system to what is right for you and to trust yourself love it all so uh, sean the last question and and perhaps most important even though it's the unofficial question for somebody that's been listening to this conversation who is in this situation where they're dealing with a lot of chaos uh, maybe they go to your website and they uh they figure out that they sort of uh i guess you know fit the uh, the bill of, of the clients that you work with best where would you normally send them to connect with you further whether it's because they maybe see a fit for the future or they just want to learn more about your work where would you normally send them so because um, that person has, a, you guys have lots of chaos going on, the first step would be um, download my five steps to delegating with confidence. Um, and I have an audio training and a PDF that will be life changing for you immediately. Um, and then I would suggest book a chaos to profit strategy call with me where you and I can just have a conversation and um, See how you're managing your team and your time and what your leadership strategy is to move forward. And we can talk about whether we're a great fit to work together possibly. Love it. And at so SeanNeff.com. Okay, that was going to be my question. So the website is yeah. just SeanNeff.com. That's where you send them. That's right. Yep. Awesome stuff. And on there, can they find, because I know this is a secondary question people always follow up with, but can they find links to your social media pages as well? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. 
stuff. And uh, so the download, I believe, is at the, uh, if I look for it at the right place, one of the places I noticed it is on the uh, the bottom of the first page of the website. Is that uh, is that the correct yep. one? So five steps to effectively delegating with confidence? Yep, and it's also right at the top there. Awesome. Next to my video. Uh, that's me, uh, my type A personality, just scrolling too quick earlier. Um, so I'm going right. to grab a copy <laughs> myself. And thank you so much, Sean. Like I said, with your permission, we'll call it a to be continued because I know in a short interview like this, uh, you can only scratch the surface. So maybe we'll look to uh, keep this conversation going forward and keep it alive. I would so love that. Thank you so much for your time. And I've loved talking with you today. Well, that's all, folks. That's another great show with a few great concepts and ideas that might be just what you need to get your ball rolling. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd like to thank a few people for helping make this show possible. IB Trade Show. Go to ibtradeshow.com. Engaged Leadership. Go to in-engaged.ca. Permadry. Guaranteed solutions for leaky basements. Go to permadry.com. Sites and Bytes. Your site for great service. Sitesandbytes.ca. Oxford Learning, never stop learning. Go to OxfordLearning.com. SmileDog, your receptionist. Go to SmileDog.ca. Thanks again for tuning in. On behalf of Corey Poirier, I am Marco Kelly, and this has been Conversations with Passion. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.